Utah Famous listeners, we are hooking you up. You may have heard of Frostbox, a decorate-it-yourself cake kit that is delivered to your doorstep with everything you need, including the cake. All you have to do is decorate it with the provided frosting and toppings, and you have a professional-looking cake without the hassle. This is great for birthday parties, cooped-up kids, or basically just anyone who wants to decorate and eat cake. We have a coupon code for our listeners, and it is UTF10. That is UTF10 for 10% off your purchase when you visit frostbox.store. Check it out. Well, I'm going back to you. Welcome to Utah Famous, a podcast about the people, places, and history that make Utah so unexpectedly awesome. I'm Sarah. I'm a Utah transplant with Canadian roots. And I'm Jordan, and I'm a Beehive State native. It's the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) It's October! Yay! I also sing that before I put my son down for a nap. (laughs) Did I already tell oh you that? Gosh. I think it's no, the most wonderful time of the day, and he gets so angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's October. We made it. It's here. It's the I best. Know. I love, yes, I love October. I love fall. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring all on it. all the pumpkin stuff. Makes I yes. Just I want to get as basic as possible. I want pumpkin spice. I want yeah stupid blanket scarves i want oh yeah fingerless gloves i just i want to uh-huh. be i just want to look ridiculous um i always say you want to be pinterest perfect i want to be pinterest right? perfect yes that is my goal <laughs> yes um but really yeah it's the best time and um i did a spooky episode a couple weeks ago And I'm going to do another kind of spooky episode tonight. Welcome to the the haunted version of Utah Famous. I I picked actually kind of a, like, it's not a super haunted place. I mean, no, I don't know. It could be really haunted. I'm not sure. But it's um, just more of like a lighthearted story. So don't worry. It's not not disturbing. We will let you know (laughs) if we do a disturbing episode. But Uh, yeah. I am doing this episode on the Devereaux Mansion. Nice. This is the mansion that I had my reception at, my wedding reception. And cool. kind of random. Have you, do you know what, have you seen it? Do you know what it is? You might recognize it if you actually saw it. I but I think I've seen pictures. I'm pretty sure I've like driven by, but it's, not really. So we talked known. about it in the Dumb and Dumber episode. Yes. If yes, you remember, remember that. they use the exterior. Yeah. I don't think they ever use the interior. Interior, right? But it's when they get yeah. all dressed up to go to that party. Yes. And well, I guess they just walked across the street, and then they used the inside of the Union um, Pacific building. I, I'm if I'm trying if I'm remembering that in the right sequence. Yeah. Anyway, so this this mansion is across the street from the Gateway. Kind of across the street from the uh, Vivint Smart Home Arena. It's like right downtown, but you almost like I didn't notice it for a really long time. Well, I mean, I guess it was in high school when I noticed it. I was walking yeah. around the gateway with my boyfriend, who was Daniel, and nice. we 
like see this giant mansion that we neither of us had noticed before. So we went to peek in the windows because it was like dark and there were no lights on. It obviously was not. It was vacant. So we peered in the front windows and you look into it and there is like a giant staircase right on the front entrance. And to us, it looked like from the movie Psycho, which is one of the first movies we watched together. I had never seen it, but classic Hitchcock. Um, There's the the Bates Motel. And then back in the behind the motel, there is this mansion that kind of looks like the Devereaux mansion on the outside, too. And then on the inside, there are these creepy stairs that like... And then it kind of like turns to the left. Anyway, so it was, we looked into that and it, and it was so creepy. And all of the, <laughs> co- all the tables were covered in white cloth. Like it was, and like it did yeah. not look like it had been touched in a long time. Okay. So we thought it'd be a perfect place for a reception. <laughs> Let's have our reception here. Yeah. That's what you thought. Yeah. That's exactly. And luckily, when we got married a couple of years later, it was opened. And it really was only opened from like 2009 when we got married. But then it, I, I think it closed in 2011. Like, I don't think it was oh, open so for many years. Open. No. And I looked on Google and it says permanently closed. And oh. I don't know why it's owned by Temple Square Hospitality. They're closed right now because of the pandemic. <laughs> but I'm yeah. going to call them and um, ask them Demand why. answers. Ask them why it's permanently closed, if that's accurate. What? Because it, it seems just like a weird, I don't know, maybe yeah. it was just too much maintenance or whatever. But um I wonder well, what their plans are. Yeah, I hope they don't like tear it down. I don't or think something. they can because it is on the historical. Is it like registered? Regi- yeah. Okay. So I don't think they okay. can, but it just seems like such Good. a huge waste because it is such a beautiful to just sit there house. Yeah. Anyway, I'll give you the history. So um, I got my information from a couple different sites. I'm starting with um, an article from the Deseret News written by Mark Haddock. Um, this is he wrote this October nineteenth, two thousand nine. So. Only a couple months after we got married. Okay. Built in 1855 as a two-story home, it was expanded in 1867 to become Utah's first mansion. In its heyday, Devereaux Mansion hosted a territory host, hosted the territory's most prestigious visitors, including presidents and generals, foreign dignitaries, and celebrities of the time. In an article in the November 29th, 1963, Deseret News, Dexter. Ellis summed up the building's glory years. This pretentious manor, built by the Honorable William Jennings, the the manor occupied one half of one of the city's big 10-acre blocks between 2nd and 3rd West. The Jennings party were understandably the last word in genteel socializing, which I wish we still had in today's society (laughs) sometimes. It'd be fun to have like these high society i mean i guess it would be fun if you were in it i just want to go to like a high society party and you know right so people of the highest rank both both from within and without the state were guests there 
After the Denver and Rio Grande Railroad Depot was built, the mansion lost its appeal as a residence, which would make sense. The, it is like right across yeah. the street. Over the years, when it didn't lie vacant, it housed a clinic to treat alcoholics, huh. a mining equipment office and warehouse, restaurants and reception centers. Wow. It was pur- purchased by the state in 1978 and almost des- and was almost destroyed by fire in 1979. The Devereux uh-huh. house, house was painstakingly restored with public funds in eighteen ninety er, in 1984 when it regained its place as one of the jewels of Salt Lake City's historic buildings. Huh. The original two-story adobe residence, residence was built in 1855 by William C. Staines, a convert to the LDS Church from England. Um the, the home earned a place in Utah history when it became the site of the 1858 meeting between Brigham Young and Governor Alfred Cumming during the Utah War, when Young told Cumming and Thomas Kane that if the U.S. Army, which had been sent to Utah to quell the purported uprising, entered Salt Lake City, this is in quotes, they w- will find here only a charred and barren waste. Um, oh. so as which I'm not sure, I guess they just, he said they just lighted on fire and everyone would leave. Like burn the town down? Yeah. Um, All right. but somehow that, that worked as a result of the meeting, a major confrontation was avoided. Huh. Ed D. Penrose wrote about the mansion in the June 21st, 1930 Deseret News, Saturday, Saturday magazine. It was way back in 1867 that Mr. Jennings purchased this property from the Honorable Joseph A. Young, who had previously purchased it from William C. Staines. He added to the original lot several pieces of realty in the same block and um, superseded the Staines Cottage with this then pretentious mansion building onto the cottage. While retaining and importing the rare orchards, flowers, and shrubs of almost every kind, the place soon became noted for its beauty and the hospitality as a place where distinguished visitors were entertained with a lavish hand. So Jennings, a pioneer entrepreneur who was neither Mormon nor rich when he arrived in Utah with a wagon load of groceries to sell, became both. He became Utah's first millionaire operating the Eagle Emporium, which became the first store in the ZCMI chain, which we'll have to do a whole episode on ZCMI. Yeah, for sure. So I looked this up. So (laughs) Sarah, do you want to guess a number? Um, (laughs) Yes. A million dollars. So he's Utah's first millionaire in 1864. Okay. What do you think that is worth today? In 1864? I'm going to say $10 million. $15.8 million today. Oh, wow. Which I just, that is so much. So that just yeah. seems crazy, especially back then. Like, anyway, good. I guess yeah. good for him. He named the half block after his birthplace, Devereux Estate at Yardley near Birmingham, England. Oh, interesting. So... A, a little side note, Jennings practiced polygamy and had two wives who both moved into the Devereux ho- home in 1867 to live with him. His wives, Jane Walker and Priscilla Paul, both occupied the home at the same time until Priscilla passed away in 1871. 
Jane then took care of both her and Priscilla's combined 15 children. Whoa. However, on Wikipedia, it says he had 25 children. What? So either way, there were a lot of children in this house. That is a lot. President Ulysses S. Grant and the First Lady were entertained at Devereux, as were General Philip H. Sheridan and William Sherman, (laughs) President Rutherford B. Hayes, Lord and Lady Frederick Dufferin, and Sir Richard Burton. Those are apparently, I recognized two of those names. Um, But anyway, (laughs) important people. Um, Yes. By the early 1900s, the building was leased to the Keeley Institute, which ran an ad in the December 17th 1904, Deseret News proclaiming drunkenness is a disease and can be cured. By 1943, oh. the building was a warehouse and office for the J.J. Cohn Company. And since its 1984 restoration, the building has served as a restaurant and as a reception center, and it was used by the state to woo visiting dignitaries and professionals during the 2002 Winter Games. Huh. And since then, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints acquired the property in 2005 and continues to operate the Devereux House as a reception center. Um, but like I said, this article was written in 2009, and I went yeah. to the Temple Square, like their website, and it looks like the, their last post about the Devereux Mansion was in 2011, which it was my friend's wedding <laughs> Um, oh, no and he also had worked at Temple Square like I had. Um, but, yeah, that was the last time they had posted huh. about it. I don't know if they just ended their blog at that time, but I don't remember hearing anyone having a reception there. So after yeah. that. So anyway, going to have to do some digging and I have to call up some people, yeah. figure out if anyone knows why. Let us know. Yeah. So now we're going to get into the haunted part. The fun part, the part yes. we are here and what we were, we were pretty suspicious of the place and thought it could be haunted right. and we were correct. You could tell. We knew. Yeah. So this um, is an article from the Salt Lake Tribune by Brooke Adams from October 31st, Halloween 2005. The little girl who haunts the Devereux Mansion tends to peer out from an upstairs window, and it is said that visitors sometimes hear her singing and talking to herself. No one knows her name or why she turned up, which would make sense. He had 25 freaking children. Oh, yeah. He's gonna, they're going to accidentally leave one home. It's literally the haunted home alone story. They went, they <laughs> all died, alone. and they forgot yes. to bring her with them. Clearly. Oh, dear. Okay. So no one knows her name or why she turned up in this majestic historic home. The mansion directly north of the Delta Center, which is the correct name of the building, um, was built in 1857 by William Jennings for his wife, Priscilla, whose maiden name was Devereaux, which it wasn't really built by him. So... I don't know where she got. Yeah. Well, at least the other article said it wasn't. So I don't know. Anyway, just want to make a note of that. Yeah. Yeah. So Jennings described as Utah's first millionaire was mayor of Salt Lake from 1882 to 85. And the couple apparently frequently entertained, entertained throwing lavish parties in the home. The Utah Ghost Organization and others say weddings, 
business meetings and celebrations aren't the only happening happenings at the Devereaux Mansion. The little girl, who looks to be about eight, will sometimes throw fits, tossing items about and closing doors. Scott Gutrell and his wife Jan, owners of Heritage Gardens Receptions Incorporated, have leased the mansion since 2003 as a reception and meeting center. Scott Gutrell says ghost hunters visited the mansion shortly after they took it over and turned up energy and orb hotspots. And Gutrell said that I've been through the night working, but I've not witnessed anything. I would like to. It would be fun. (laughs) Which would be like totally my situation. I would buy a haunted place, die to like, <laughs> like just want to see something happen and it would never happen to me, but probably would happen to everyone well, else. Did you notice anything at your reception? Oh, I got a story. Yes. Okay. Uh, Gatrell, he says, employees of the Chart House restaurant, which was located in the mansion about until about 2000, um, reported that sometimes. Bills mysteriously disappeared, sometimes resurfacing in random places. One employee said he was in the elevator when the lights flashed, the doors opened, and he saw a little girl standing there. Whoa. That would be the worst thing and amazing. And yeah. Although many hauntings were associated with murders and gruesome events, that's not the case at the Devereaux Mansion because she was left there while her family went to yes. Paris. We know the story. They had too many kids. <laughs> yeah. The Jennings frequently entertained, but according to lore, required their children to remain upstairs. They would watch what was going on from the banister. Their trauma was they couldn't come to the party, he says with a laugh. <laughs> it would make sense that she's always in the third the third story upstairs because oh, that's yeah, where those right. bedrooms were. And it is we kind of got to explore while we were originally checking it out. So we we got a tour of the mansion and the lady had a meeting she had to go to. And so she's like, will you just close the door when you leave? And we so we kind of got to explore maybe oh, where we nice. shouldn't have before. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least yeah. anyway. And so, yeah, it has um like a. We went into the basement a little bit. I don't think we had flashlights, so we didn't venture too far. Um, And then we went upstairs, and which you're allowed to do, I think, when you have a reception there. But there's just, like, lots of – there's two different stairways, if I remember right. And there's, like, lots of little rooms. And it's just – it's it's cool. It's creepy, but it's a little bit – it's cool. Yeah. Okay, so this is is a comment I got from hauntedplaces.org. I don't know if this comment is real. Of course, I can't confirm it, but it makes for a good story. So I'm going to pretend that it is truth. (laughs) Um, Someone commented that um, it says, I was a security officer at the Triad Center where the mansion is located. At night, lights would turn on and off by themselves. A figure of a girl in a white dress with a blue sash around her waistcoat could be seen in the front window, third floor window, Um, what used to be her room, which like... Okay, dude, you don't know that. We don't even know who this girl is. <laughs> right, right, but right. you're probably, I mean, sure, that probably was some child's room at some point. Right. Um, if you close the blinds in the southeast room, she will open them again by the time you get back outside. It, you, If you find the third floor light on and go into the house to turn it off, by the time you get to the first floor, the light will be back on again. Huh. Checking over my shoulder and... Getting creeped out. Right. And that was probably a fake (laughs) comment online that we're just reading for the hell of it. 
(laughs) It was so common occurrence that we stopped turning the light off. The elevator in the house will move on its own and open to no one inside. Oh, wow. So I love, I just, I love it. A creepy, like, child. uh, Yeah. and, And we had heard some stories of, yeah, like, dishes being missing and then you find them upstairs in in one of the little rooms or like people would like all of a sudden something would crash and fall to the floor and no one would know who it was no one was around um yeah so we heard of stuff like that um too but so our story well it's not that exciting but i usually you have two bouquets at your reception right you have like the bouquet you had at your ceremony and then you have the bouquet for the reception because i don't know i guess by the end of the day you gotta toss it right yeah you gotta toss something oh i guess that is what it is i didn't know why okay (laughs) 10 years later (laughs) um so i had the one i had the one bouquet and i was gonna put it by the book signing thing and then i was supposed to have a fresh new bouquet anyway i we the my second bouquet totally went missing like oh. at some point it was i never even saw it like i didn't even know what it looked different oh, really? it had like some sort of different ribbon on it and different like different flowers i never even saw it, it just totally just disappeared. disappeared and even like the florist was still there when we were asking her for it and she was like i just put it over you know, wherever it was supposed to be. Yeah. And it wasn't there anymore. So wow. I just held the my first bouquet for the rest of the day. And I threw that bouquet um, because I didn't have another one. And it just, yeah, there were no one else was besides my like immediate family and Daniel's immediate family were in the mansion at the time because it was like at the very oh, wow. beginning before anyone had gotten there and we were all still setting up. So it just like didn't make sense. Like, who would have taken it or, like, how it could have gotten this place. So, anyway, I always wondered if they, like, found it a couple days later upstairs or something like that. So, anyway. But I am honored. I hope she enjoyed the bouquet. I hope it brought her a little bit of joy. I hope her family comes back from Paris and and picks her up. (laughs) Yes. And that is the story of the Devereaux Mansion. That is cool. Yeah. And kind of, yeah, weird that it's just not, it's not, it's not open anymore. Yeah, I don't know why. It's, it's so pretty. It has a huge kitchen in the back and they have this big bar in um, one of the front rooms. Yeah, it's just really pretty. And I can't imagine why they would, I mean, maybe they just weren't making money from it, but yeah, I guess like just charge more or I don't know. It seems, I mean, it was in a movie, you guys, it was in dumb and dumber. Who doesn't want that in their wedding photo? Um, I I mean, kind of weird. And I like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there's, um, like the, the rooms in the Joseph Smith Memorial building where a lot of people have their receptions or, like wedding dinners yeah. or whatever are they're all beautiful beautiful rooms and we'll have to do yeah. it was the original hotel utah um a giant yeah. yes hotel sure. similar to the Devereux where they would host presidents and um yeah. important people i didn't know anyone that had had a reception there except for my friend and i think there's a lot of weddings in utah you think people are looking for another venue so yeah for sure i don't know i don't know why 
it's still there. It didn't burn down. Like, I just don't, yeah, I don't know why they took it down, but. Yeah, very interesting. It's just a super pretty building. So if you ever get the chance, yeah. the, like just beautiful, like dark woodwork everywhere. Oh, yeah. You got to go back and break in. Yeah, I got to go back and break in. <laughs> I got to unite peek, the girl with her family. The windows, yeah. See the girl. Get yeah. Bring like an EVP reader and talk to her. Yep. And get some answers. Yes. <laughs> I'm just curious if other people have stories also. Yeah. Yeah, I should actually I'm to be I'm gonna ask my friend stories. if he had any weird things happen at his wedding. Oh yeah. I will say that right right now it's lightning outside. Oh no, it's perfect. <laughs> and it's like freaking freaking me out. Like, what was that? It's perfect. But Setting the mood. Perfect for this spooky episode. Yes. Awesome. No, that was that was good. Thank you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Good October episode. Well, thank you everyone for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Utah Famous. We have a Facebook page. You're welcome to join. We're on Twitter at Utah Famous Pod. And you're always welcome to email us at utahfamous at gmail.com with comments or suggestions for upcoming episodes or your Devereaux Mansion stories. Um, Any haunted, haunted places Utah. that you want us to do an episode yeah. about. We yes, only have a couple of weeks to do them. And get those suggestions in. Yes. That would be great. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, I'm going back to you.